Please be aware that the content of this podcast is only for professional investors in France, Italy, Spain, Germany and Luxembourg. Hello and welcome everyone to the latest episode of our podcast series, The Spotlight. I'm your host, Friederike Schnabel. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. In this episode, I'm joined by Luca Fazan, Global Analyst and Portfolio Manager of the Sycamore Global Education Fund at Sycamore Asset Management. Thank you for joining us today, Luca. Really happy to be here today. Luca, can you tell us about the opportunity you see in the global education sector that's driven the creation of the Sycamore Global Education Fund? At Sycamore, we believe that best practices in the field of ESG contribute to the delivery of sustainable performance. We believe that education is the cornerstone of sustainable economic growth and that it is at the heart of demographic, societal and technological development. The Sycamore Global Education Fund supports improvement in the rich quality and affordability of education globally. In addition, the education market is expected to grow by 5.5% annually by 2030. We also see a very significant opportunity to generate strong outperformance. We believe it is an underappreciated sector. To bring that to life, the global healthcare market is estimated to be worth $8 trillion with a market cap of $5 trillion on listed equity markets. By comparison, the global education market is estimated to be worth $6 trillion, but with a market cap of only $300 billion. So, can you explain to us what's behind that growth? There are lots of factors across the education life cycle from early childhood to adulthood. In fact, one of the most interesting is the growth in adult education as the global labor market faces long-term disruption from factors such as digitalization, automation, and the technological transition. This means that workforce need to adapt, which creates an ever-increasing need for both upskilling and reskilling. This demand is being driven both by individuals who want to remain employable and the organizations that are looking ahead to their labor requirements in the coming years. It also goes without saying that the growth of the middle class in emerging countries is creating an unprecedented boom in demand for education, both in terms of quality and quantity, as we've seen in China over the last decade. There should be 2 billion more learners between now and 2050. Then there is what we call EdTech, technology applied to education, the growth in products and services that help accessibility and affordability. The pandemic can really turbocharge this growth. We've seen enormous investment in hardware, software, content, and training across the entire education life cycle. Not only this, but governments will have to ramp up education funding to make up for the education deficit caused by the pandemic. We've already seen a clear statement of intent in this regard with Joe Biden's commitment to education in his recently unveiled American Family Plan. And how do you intend to capture this opportunity? Our selection process begins with Sycovalo, a proprietary analysis tool, universe of approximately 3,000 stocks. We apply a thematic education filter that has three underlying pillars, education providers, education enablers, and lifelong education sponsor. Next, to ensure ESG values are firmly embedded in our process, we look at the SPICE rating that must be greater than three. This gives us a pool of approximately 200 stocks, for which we then select around 40 to 60. Of our pillars, the first, education providers, makes up more than 50% of the portfolio today and includes companies such as content publisher, private school or universities, as well as after-school tutoring services or ed tech products and services. 
Our second pillar, education enablers, focuses on companies that support education through their products and services. For example, companies that specialize in student housing or services for studying abroad. Finally, Pillar 3 covers lifelong education sponsor. This pillar is unique in the marketplace and allows us to diversify the fund. It focuses on companies that leverage education to create a shared value with their stakeholders. Companies that invest in education programs, both for their current and potential workforce, but also for suppliers as well as end consumer. This pillar make up up to 30% of the portfolio as we speak. You mentioned that the third pillar, lifelong education sponsors, is unique in the marketplace. Can you give us more details? Through the lens, we are able to look at companies from any sector globally that use education to create value for their stakeholders. To assess this, we look at three angles using company disclosure and also our own research through ongoing dialogue. Firstly, we look at scale. How many people have been trained? The number of training hours and the percentage of employees who have participated. Secondly, we look at quality. It is important that it's not only the best educated that could get the best opportunities. It should be the other way around. So we look at programs aimed at underserved population. We also look at the type of certification and external recognition on offer. Finally, we also look at the outcomes, the number of people who have found a job or been promoted, for example. A company must have KPIs that meet at least two of these three criteria to be eligible. Luca, can you bring this to life for us? What kind of companies have you invested in? Fieldman is an interesting example. They are a German firm of opticians. They understood that they needed to create and provide the training needed for the next generation of opticians themselves. It's funding qualified employees a clear bottleneck for growth. They have created an apprenticeship scheme that now trains approximately 7,000 opticians per year. They also offer an externally recognized master degree option needed to run a shop, which is taken up by about 100 employees each year. They are now the leading training provider to Germany optical industry, and this is a huge competitive advantage. Mastercard is another example. They have invested heavily in education for young people in Africa, over $3 billion since 2006. Given that Africa is a relatively untouched market for credit cards, this activity gives the company strong advantage as the market opens up. Moreover, it has trained over 7,000 teachers and reached over 300,000 students. Thanks a lot, Luca, for sharing these insights with us. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you for tuning in today and hear you soon.